Everything you know about health is about to change. Welcome to Straight Talk on Health with Dr. Vincent Medici. Sometimes people suffer, not from lack of faith, but from lack of knowledge. This is the show that changes that. If you are tired of being sick, tired of not getting answers, tired of spinning in circles, for healing is not a mystery. It is a miracle that you were designed to experience. It takes hard work and real knowledge. It takes patience and time. It takes the education this show can provide. So get it straight today. Here's Dr. Medici. Good morning. Good morning to you. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. I'm so excited to do this show. My God-faring, my God-faring audience, I think the evil forces have picked the wrong fight. I think we're about to blow this open. My sense across the board is that people everywhere, honest, hardworking people, are starting to understand how betrayed we have been. And I don't think I have a better example of this than this week. Doctors, medical doctors going to Washington to speak out in favor of hydroxychloroquine, zinc, azithromycin, and all the things we knew we could have done to save lives, to save the immunocompromised, to save the elderly from months ago that the FDA et al. had us bamboozled thinking that these things wouldn't work. And the evidence now has become so overwhelming that your medical doctors can't take it anymore. I want you to listen to this. Get to the website straighttalk.cc. You take this to your medical doctors, and when anybody says to you, no, studies show hydroxychloroquine doesn't work, tell them to get educated. Tell them to please, if they have any sense of decency and commitment to their profession, to get educated. Hopefully you're on the website. That's straighttalk.cc. I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. If you're new to the show, I'm going to take you to a nice little clip here. This is on OAN News Network. Wonderful, wonderful, obviously independent, unbought news station. Liz Wheeler is on that. There's a bunch of really great journalists. This is entitled, Doctors Stand Behind the President Thanks to Miracle Drug Hydroxychloroquine. Now listen to this. One second America here. To reopen. Standing before the Supreme Court building in Washington, D.C., a group of doctors say there's no reason to keep the country locked down when we already have a cure for the coronavirus hydroxychloroquine when you've gotten the virus if you've gotten the virus there's treatment that's what we're here to tell you doctors this is dr simone gold out of los angeles she's a medical doctor young brave doctor physician she's already been fired from her position for speaking out listen to this but i've got even stronger argument on this Simone Gold, an emergency physician in Los Angeles, opened the gathering, saying the American people aren't hearing from all the experts across the country. Instead, Americans are being forced to take advice from doctors who have allowed their political bias against President Trump to stop them from treating patients. One question. Why does only one side of the argument get presented? 
before you get to whether or not you want to buy into hydroxychloroquine, zinc, azithromycin, quercetin, before you want to even discuss that, the discussion becomes why does not the other side, just as impeccably credentialed and experienced in the field, why don't they have the right? Why are they subject to censure? There is absolutely no argument against that that aligns itself with anything in our Constitution and what we've traditionally called democracy. So before we get to whether or not this is true or not true, whether the FDA is correct or not correct, the preceding question is where and what happened to freedom of speech? The censorship. And once you sense the reasons behind the censorship, Facebook, Google, YouTube, Twitter, then you have to ask yourself, who's been bought? They have the ability to cure. If it seems like there is an orchestrated attack that's going on against hydroxychloroquine, it's because there is. When have you ever heard of a medication generating this degree of controversy? A 65-year-old medication that has been in the World Health Organization's safe, essential list of medications for years. Okay, it's over-the-counter in many countries. And what we're seeing is a lot of misinformation. Hydroxychloroquine has been safely prescribed to hundreds of millions of patients all over the world for over half a century. It has never been a controversial medicine until President Trump suggested it might be used to help coronavirus patients. After President Trump tweeted a copy of the doctor's video, which went viral with over 14 million views on Facebook alone, Twitter, Google, Facebook, and other media giants rushed to delete all traces of this video from the Internet. What does that mean to you? What does that mean when our media platforms won't allow what even the most critical individual has to admit is a credible argument. What does that mean? So what does it mean then when your neighbor, when members of your family, when your friends, when people on the street look at you and say, well, I'm wearing this mask because Dr. Fauci said so. Well, I'm doing this because Dr. Fauci said so. Well, I'm going to get a vaccination because Dr. Fauci said so. I want to put this to the real litmus test. I want you to consider that when the censorship is this bad, to strong arguments, however contrary, espoused by very credentialed, often impeccably credentialed physicians, scientists, and then they're censored. And our conclusion is, as a society, to do what Dr. Redfield says, to do what Dr. Fauci says, to listen to Dr. Burks, to sit there complacently online at Starbucks gassed up with masks like World War I, looking at skeptically anybody else that doesn't choose and say, you should listen to the experts like Dr. Fauci. You tell me, this is where I end my inquiry, because I can't tell just how stupid people are, innocent people are, ignorant people are, or frightened people are. I don't want to say. The judgment, as far as I'm concerned, is out. But I do have faith in one thing, and this is what I give you today. Get in people's faces, respectfully, without raising your voice, without cursing, without letting it get out of hand. But ask them to get educated. The word is get educated. 
Hey, you, you don't want to wear a mask? No, I don't. Would you please get educated? Hey, you, you don't want mandatory vaccines? No, I don't. Would you please get educated? Hey, you, I don't want my children in school. I live in Orange County. Our children will die in these classrooms. Excuse me. Get educated. That's your job. Please do your job. Get educated. And that's why I do this show, to get you educated. I'll filter it in, and you get educated. And you'll see there's a whole of the world, as you do see. Let's continue. I implore you to hear this, because this message has been silenced. There are many thousands of physicians who have been silenced from telling the American people the good news about the situation, that we can manage the virus carefully and intelligently, but we cannot live with this spider web of fear that's constricting. All right, that's enough for that. This doctor, Dr. Gold, was fired. I think she was fired the next day. This is sad and unfortunate. U.S. doctor sacked for appearing on video, so on and so forth. That's also on my site. That's straighttalk.cc. Now, here's the best one. And make sure you get the second half of the show today. Come on the website because I'm going to really get into how hydroxychloroquine, zinc, kirsten, and a few other things really work. And just so you know, the FDA came out and poo-pooed hydroxychloroquine. But what it said, which was true, and this is why you have to get educated. The FDA said hydroxychloroquine doesn't work in late stage. The FDA is correct. The FDA is correct. I want you to catch this. The FDA was correct in its assertion when it told doctors and the public do not depend on hydroxychloroquine when you're on your deathbed. Yes, they were correct. What they left out, well, the lie was a lie of omission. Because while that is true, hydroxychloroquine does not work late stage. But if you're 75 or 80 or 85, you're comorbid, you come down with a flu, you come down with the, with the disease, you come down with a fever, a sore throat, you're coughing, you're about to go into something serious before you get there, you hit it with these remedies. And the success rate is enormous. And this is where people have to get educated. How many people aren't even going to make a distinction on the hydroxychloroquine thing? The FDA comes out and says it doesn't work. The FDA publishes papers. The FDA cites research. The FDA was correct on the research it cited, but the research it cited was only about your late-stage cases. All the other doctors, like Dr. Gold, like in a moment, Dr. Zelenko, on Dr. Drew's show, you're going to listen to this in a moment, are all talking about the appropriate, correct use of it, which is before you get late-stage. And who understands that if they don't get educated? And this is the problem. This is what, in hindsight, we're all going to have to consider. These innocent kids, and they are innocent kids. I'm not calling your average college kid stupid. I'm not certainly going to call him or her evil. I'm going to call them poorly educated. We have destroyed the educational system. 
When you don't know who Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, John Adams, Patrick Henry, et al., when you don't understand the principles upon which the country was founded, when you don't really respect science, when you're not taught objectively, when educational perspectives like Common Core, hey, let's teach to the poorest learner in the class. We have a class of 40, and because we love and care, let's satellite and organize that class around the slowest kid in the class. And let the smarter kids, let the more industrious kids suffer because we have to love and care. That's the kind of garbage that Common Core represents. And that's the kind of garbage that undermines education. And that's the kind of garbage that unfortunately principles the public school system throughout the United States. Now, you give a country 20, 30 years of that kind of garbage, and don't be surprised at what we have parading around today. People that can't figure out left from right, up from down, north from south. And those people are susceptible to lies. So let the FDA slant things and CNN give it to us backwards, and we don't have a population with enough seasoned mentality to see the truth. That explains us today. Dr. Drew. We all know Dr. Drew. We know Dr. Drew, Dr. Oz. Here's to Dr. Drew. For interviewing Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, he's a family physician in the state of New York. Brave man, publishing a study, getting it peer-reviewed on how a very simple combination of very cheap drugs, including hydroxychloroquine, works. All this Garbage. This disgusting, syrupy, snot-faced garbage about how we're supposed to care about each other, care about the elderly. Here, would you take the vaccine? Taking the vaccine and wearing a mask is an act of love to protect our fellow men. It's disgusting. It is absolutely disgusting. When what we should be doing to protect the elderly is protecting the elderly. We would have protected the elderly by not pulling them like sardines into the same jail cell called convalescent homes. Andrew Cuomo, New York State, New York City, and putting the sick in with the uninfected. That would have been caring. But really, towering above that is what Dr. Zelenko is about to say. Just listen. I won't die. And by the way, you have some data. You've been at, you've been at the tip of the spear, as you've said, uh, in the COVID fight. And you've uh, published some study, some information about the use of hydroxychloroquine. Uh, I have used that medication my entire career for rheumatic conditions. Never seen even close to a side effect in spite of years of use, daily use. And uh, occasionally would send people to an ophthalmologist. Now, Back in my day, uh, 10 years, we'd worry about a retinal phenomenon. At one year, we'd worry about retinal deposits, excuse me, at corneal deposits. Never saw any of that. And then suddenly, all this concern came out about this medication being dangerous, which was stunning and bizarre to me. Uh, I came to understand its antiviral effects, which are protean. So it looked like a good, you know, idea to try this drug. And evidently, you thought so highly of it, you did a study. Right. So first of all, I have some tremendously good information, optimistic information to inform the American public. Um, there Do you hear what he said? Dr. Zelenko said he's got some wonderfully optimistic information to inform the public. Guess what? 
People are standing up. You do not have to be scared. You have to be educated. You have to be direct. And you have to just take a stance. You start with your family, your friends, your fellow church members, people online at Starbucks. Get it out. I pray for the day when in unison we can walk into idiotic places, take our face masks off, and say, this is a lie. And it serves to obscure the truth. And by obscuring the truth, we don't help the people we claim we need to help and that we love and care for. And I'm not talking about kids, because as the CDC says, kids don't get it. Why are we debating and arguing whether kids should go back to school? Why did Governor Newsom overrule, and he's being sued, mind you, the Board of Education in Orange County is suing the governor, the state, because we have been told we have to keep our kids out of school because we have to be concerned with COVID when the science doesn't support it. And, of course, we're being told the science does. Get educated and open your mouth and listen to people that know more than you and understand what they're saying and spread the word. You don't have to do this aggressively, even violently, loudly, obnoxiously. You can do it with love. You can just say, excuse me, before I'm going to honor your rebuttal, I want you to get educated. Don't stand for listen to the experts. This is this cop-out now. The common man is not allowed for lack of credentials and supposedly lack of intelligence to formulate an intelligent, credible opinion. And this is the sword. This is the guillotine. Listen to Dr. Zelenko. There's an effective approach in treating and managing this terrible infection uh, and we're going to be able to convert this infection into a similar disease like influenza. Let me explain what I mean. I use a three-drug regimen, of, of, and the most important part here is zinc. Zinc is, a, is the virus killer. What dose? I use uh, zinc sulfate, 220 milligrams. It's basically you need 50 milligrams of elemental zinc. Got it. So that's essentially what you get in the health food store. Correct. Yeah. Uh, now, the zinc has trouble getting into the cell because zinc is a positive ion, and it doesn't cross the lipophilic cell membrane. So what hydroxychloroquine does, it opens a cyanophore, it opens a channel and allows for zinc to into the cell. You can listen to this later. Get on the website and listen. All he's saying is zinc is critical as an immune system mineral, and it can't get into the cell. So your lung cells, which succumb, need zinc, but zinc doesn't get in, at least at the rate it needs to. And so hydroxychloroquine, among other things, opens pores. It's an iono it opens ionophores and allows the zinc to flood the inside of the cell, which then has other positive consequences. That's what Dr. Zelenko is saying. Dr. Drew is saying, what zinc? Where do you get it? This is just regular zinc. This is zinc from food. This is zinc from shrimp from lobster. This is zinc from nuts. This is zinc from the health food store. But the zinc can't get in at the dose it needs to get in, and so the hydroxychloroquine helps it get across the membrane. That's where the virus is, and that's where the 
enzyme called RNA dependent RNA polymerase or replicase uh, is that enzyme is essential to viral replication. So if you inhibit. So what he's saying is, is that the coronavirus SARS-2 is a RNA virus. It means once it binds to ACE receptors in the membrane of the cell it attacks, it gets in on the inside and hijacks the same RNA enzyme that we normally use to replicate the RNA and that's the, the DNA of the cell. And what happens with the coronavirus is it gets in, it hijacks the same enzymes in this case, RNA polymerase, that the cell normally uses, and it replicates itself. And what he's saying is, is that to stop this, you better get zinc into the cell, for starters. Now, there's a whole process I'm not going to get into right now. But later on today, get back on the website, that's straighttalk.cc, and you'll hear the rest of it. And I'm going to spend another 45 to 60 minutes really getting into the specifics of how all of this all kind of coalesces together. But right now he's giving you, Dr. Zelenko, the overview. That, that enzyme, you inhibit the viral load. If, if, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask questions as, they, as it occurs to me along the, 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 the narrative here. And would, does that suggest we should all be taking zinc on a daily basis? And then if we get sick, add in? the medication that lets the zinc work better, or is there no use to zinc on a daily basis without the other medicine? Well, the data shows that over 40% of the adult population is zinc deficient. So that actually is contributing to the mor morbidity and mortality. So uh, uh, where's Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks? All the garbage we've heard from these imbeciles from the beginning in February. Where was one thing, one moment mentioned about vitamin D? One moment mentioned about zinc? One moment mentioned about anything having to do with anything outside of what was the prevalent message? You tell me, my audience, what was the prevalent message? Hide under a rock until we get a mandatory vaccine. That is the devil. There's no two ways about that. That is an evil agenda. Because it doesn't correlate with what now... Thousands of medical doctors are beginning to stand up, risk their licenses, and not give a darn simply because the lies have gone too far, too deep, too long, and we won't have a country at this rate. We all should have a normal amount of zinc in our system, and if we are exposed to high viral loads, like physicians or people in the front lines, we should be taking supplemental zinc. However, you needed to take it with a zinc ionophore, and there are a few available, actually. Hydroxychloroquine is just one. There is a, something over the counter called quercetin, which does the same thing. Quercetin? Quercetin. I'll talk to you later. You've heard about quercetin. You get quercetin in your food. Essentially, this is about getting good nutrition. But when people are deficient and when they're under duress, yeah, supplements can help. But the point is, when you go out and you buy a boatload of zinc, it doesn't get into the cell just when you need it to. So you need an ionophore, something to assist it by getting through. That's what hydroxychloroquine does, I think, probably better than quercetin. I wouldn't take, if I was at some dangerous phase or approaching it, zinc tablets with quercetin, nor would I think that I was especially protected. But at the cusp, before you fall into a real hole with this, to be given high dosages or considerably high dosages of elemental zinc combined with 
hydroxychloroquine prescribed by a medical doctor with the guts and intelligence to do it, you're going to get the same results that Zelenko does. And then to back it up with an antibiotic, just in case it drops into a bacterial infection in the lung, you're covered. We could have reduced deaths in the elderly by the thousands easily. And this is what Zelenko, backed by Dr. Drew and many others, are saying. U-E-R-C-E. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Okay. Interesting. Is there any adverse? Sit in. I've got it up. Is there any adverse uh, effect of that medication or that supplement? Uh, I, I, not that I'm aware. However, there's not enough data for me to outright support its use. I've limited its use to prophylaxis or as plan B when, when patients cannot get access to hydroxychloroquine for political reasons. It looks, it looks like a plain old polyphenol, so it might just be a, an antioxidant. So I see no strong, I'm going to get some, frankly, myself. I guess, Dr. Drew, maybe he's being tongue-in-cheek. You could drink this stuff by the boatload and never worry. And unfortunately, because the lawyers run America, if one person claims to have gotten sick and the media, CNN, gets a hold of it, then all of a sudden it's off the shelves because one in 50 million might have an adverse reaction drinking as much of it as equates to a cup of salt. We need to change things. I don't care if you're 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, or 90. We need some revisions in the way we do things in this country. That's what you take to the bank on this whole coronavirus issue. Because I take a little zinc on a daily basis. It nauseates me. I, I But... I've been convinced by the zinc data all along, but I, I, I have been concerned about this very issue, so this is very interesting to me. Let me give you an analogy. Think of hydroxychloroquine or, or quercetin as a gun, and zinc is the bullet. Mm-hmm. You need both. A gun without a bullet or a bullet without a gun is ineffective. But when you combine the two together, you can deliver the, the virus killer into the right place. I'm seeing that getting you some, too. The antibiotic serves as a, as a vest that protects the first the patient from developing secondary infection. That doesn't, I don't like that explanation so much because, you know, that would mean we should be using antibiotics every time somebody gets a viral illness. No, I'm talking about specifically COVID-19. Specifically for COVID, okay. Uh, and is it 500? Yeah, Dr. Zelenko is saying that in clinical practice, and that's who you listen to, the clinicians, not the theoreticians and the statisticians, but the guys at the front line trying to save life. And what Dr. Zelenko is saying, if he's got an elderly co-compromised individual, he's going to make sure he backs it out, he backs it up in the end with an antibiotic. And Drew is saying, well, it's not antibiotics are not for viruses. Zelenko is saying, yeah, but when you got COVID, you run the risk of dropping into a bacterial pneumonia, and so I get the jump on the gun. This is so excellent. Thank you, Dr. Zelenko. Milligrams of the quercetin, or the 250, or the 1,000? Do we have any idea what dosing? Yeah. Which? Yeah, I use 500 once a day for prophylaxis, and uh, 500 BID twice a day for treatment. All right, tell us about your data. Uh, my data shows the following, that uh, let me describe to you what's been coined as the Zelenko protocol. Um, I use three unique steps uh, in my approach, which then I will report the data uh, on that. So I risk stratify patients, and I only treat the high-risk patients who have a 5% to 10% mortality rate. The meaning, rest, 
See, Zelenko's saying he only tri- treats the high-risk patients. This is a guy that knows what he's talking about. Get on my website, straighttalk.cc. I'm going to do another hour, really get into the dynamics of how hydroxychloroquine works. And, you know, I'd like to say that you want to give my office a call if you know anybody. And I want to say if I knew anybody that was sick with COVID and on the verge, I'd want to turn them on to this. But, you know, I have a problem. And you know what the problem is? After eight Seven, what, six months of all this. I only know firsthand one person that died. Now, I'm everywhere doing everything all the time. I've spoken to four people that had it and are fine. And I've only met one person who I can trust that was close to someone that died of it. And I'm everywhere all the time. The numbers don't add up. The numbers don't add up. Spread that around. Question people. 714-850-1007. If you've got any health concern, give my office a call. Come in. I'll set you up with a program, a lot of lifestyle advice, point you in the right direction, and make sure you get back to health. God bless you. I'll see you next week. Okay, that's a wrap. Don't forget to get to Dr. Medici's website at drmedici.com to look at the pictures and review the show as often as you wish. See you next week. Okay, part two. All right, I want to I continue with this interview between Dr. Drew and Dr. Zelenko. And again, kudos to Dr. Drew for standing up. He's going against FDA guideline. He's taking risk. I'm sure he's got his legal team behind him, and I'm sure he's sensing it's worth the risk, meaning we're going to get this. Hydroxychloroquine is here to stay. And where the FDA objected was actually true. But you see, it becomes an error of omission, a lie of omission. To say it doesn't work in acute phase, and there's no data to support that, however true, is not to is not to condone the lie of omission, which is that, incidentally, if you get that into you before you get that sick, it's extremely effective. Now, just leave that out. Don't, in the interest of the American public, suggest an alternative study to show a more appropriate use. And, of course, this isn't even brought up. Thank you, Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper, because you care. You know, this is this typical, disgusting, oh, I don't get me started. All right, let's go with Dr. Drew now and get back to Zelenko. And how do you, how do you stratify to that group? Is that numbers of risk factors or? Anyone over the age of 60 with symptoms? Mm-hmm. Anyone under the age of So again, what Zelenko is saying is I'm not going to mess around with kids and you know, 40-year-old athletes that are never going to get sick or might have a sniffle. My practice, as Zelenko is saying, thus my groups through which I did the study are people in that risk age after 65 years old who have real symptoms. That's who you want in a study because that's where hydroxychloroquine and everything else is very, very effective. Now listen to how this study is going to pan out. 
60 with comorbidities and symptoms, anyone that looks toxic in my office, regardless of age. Got it. Because if you look in the hospitals, those are the patients dying. Yeah. So, right. So the, the rest of the patients all recover without any uh, medical intervention, just right. supportive care. So I choose to intervene only in the high-risk patients, Got as it. I mentioned. Got and it. even more essential to that, I begin to treat within the first five days of the onset of symptoms based on clinical diagnosis, even before confirmatory testing. I can see no reason not to. And by treating, you don't mean the zinc and the quercetin, you mean the, the uh, Plaquenil. Right. I use zinc, hydroxychloroquine, and azithromycin within the first five days of the onset of symptoms, uh, even before I get the results. All right. So I want to make sure you're, you're hearing him. So he's basically saying when he gets the high-risk group in, he uses zinc, hydroxychloroquine, and he gives the antibiotics. So it's a triage of therapy. Because they're already symptomatic, and if they're in the risk group, it's reasonable to conclude they're going to go into something serious, cytokine storm, the pneumonia, and death. So he intervenes just at the right time. That is when this triage works. And Drew was saying earlier, is if you didn't have the hydroxychloroquine, you'd use quercetin and do it at some you know, estimable dose. And I wouldn't do that. I would, I'd have a relationship and look for the doctors that are willing and can get this and use it, who are stocked up on it. Hydroxychloroquine is cheap. There are doctors saying, and I believe in other countries, it's over the counter. So you're not talking about something dangerous. So your doctor should have it. I wouldn't go to the quercetin and think that, well, I can get both zinc and quercetin from a health food store and somebody can give me a Z-Pack. No, don't self-medicate. You work with a doctor like Zelenko who has clinical experience in this kind of thing. You got to understand that. This is when you, the public, start taking decisions into your own hands and you're going you're gonna to hurt yourself. And I'll explain to you why. Because if you look at the viral load dynamics, it's relatively constant until day five. Around day six, uh, the, vir the viral load is... Yeah. And that's important because on average, the data shows that a patient comes to the doctor's office between day four and five. First few days, they don't feel well. They think it's going to get better. Day three, they say it's not getting better. They call the doctor's office. They get an appointment day four or five. Yeah, yeah. And if you do the testing, at this point, it takes three days to get the result. So that would bring the patient into day eight. At that yeah. point, they're really sick. So the, the idea is to intervene when it makes the most sense. I, I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, in, in fact... I you want medicine? I gave it to you today. Did you hear him? That's who you get it from, the clinicians, not Dr. Fauci, not Burks. Fauci wouldn't know a sick patient with COVID if the patient puked on him. You get the information from smart doctors in the field working with people, and that's what you're getting right now. Again, thank you, Dr. Pinsky. Thank you, Dr. Zelenko. This is where you get it. It's called in the field. And the people around you that are, well, why don't you just listen to the experts? These people are, I'm off air, idiots. If you haven't learned at this point that the people that represent institutions to the public, if you haven't learned that they're the last people you listen to, you haven't learned a damn thing about living. So, 
Okay, here we are. Um, let's listen more. Listen, listen, listen. Read some data this morning on um, from Desivere suggesting that that should be used earlier than we're using it for the same reason. So, so Remdesivir seems to be a good drug, but at this point, the data shows that it reduces inpatient stay, hospitalization from day 15, mm-hmm. 15 days to 10 days. So my, my approach is stay out of the hospital. Much better for you. People are asking what the name of the supplement is, so I'm quercetin. See, people are doing that, and, and this is where it's good and it's bad. And you guys know my slant on the herbs. People are asking, Dr. Drew's saying, you know, I'm sure while this thing's going viral, Dr. Drew is there and people are chatting in. What's the name of that? Cursa what? Cursetin, right? That's blah, blah. This is what people do. Oh, yeah, zinc. Oh, yeah, cursetin. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get that stuff. I'm good now. You see? No. Don't do that. Okay, get it. Fine. Don't count on it. Don't be stupid. What you do is you understand that when your life's on the line, potentially, and I'm talking about if you're even in the category and you get symptomatic, then your life could be on the line. What you want to have ahead of time is relationship with a doctor who will treat like Zelenko. Hey, if it was my family, I'd be in New York and I'd be in Zelenko's office day three. I'd be camping out with my grandfather, making sure he was going to get in. You see, that is the way you do things. That's the way you do things. Not, oh, Dr. Drew, what, what's the name of that supplement? Yeah, yeah, zinc. I got the zinc thing down. And, uh, and uh, what's the thing with the Q? You see, I'm going to go to Mother's and buy it. This is where, you know, you make a big mistake. Not that you shouldn't do it, because it's harmless, it can only help, but because it gives you a false sense of security. And then you're in day six, you're heavily symptomatic, you're dropping into cytokine storm, and you don't have a real plan that works because you thought you were safe. You see, I'm Dr. Vincent Medici. This is Straight Talk on Health. Um, telling it on the, on, the three, on the screen right now. Uh, so before you give us uh, your data, I have one more question about other ancillary treatment. Uh, there was some pretty good studies on dexamethasone. I talked to an inve- infection to, and, and as I. All right, you listen to the rest. I'm going to cut it here. What I want you guys to do is get now to video four. All right, this really, this is what I love. I can't wait till I can get on the other side of all this garbage and just get into the stuff that I used to do, which is what I like. But you see, we won't have an audience and a country if I don't get on the other stuff and if you don't get on the other stuff. You got to get in people's faces. There's too much timidity. Too many people are shy. Too many people think this doesn't affect them. And you're wrong. It does affect you. You can't get around this. If you haven't passed my show on to 10 people, you didn't get my point. And forget my show. If you haven't gotten 10 people engaged in conversation, you haven't gotten my point. Now, it's an art, and you're going to take some lumps, and you don't like criticism, and you don't like ostracism, and you don't like the rest of it. Guess what? You're fighting for your life, my friend. We are not going to have a country if we don't take this on. This is not about COVID. 
This has never been about COVID. This is about the end of democracy as we've known it in America. And I thought it was damn sweet. Glad to be here. And it's going away. The censorship needs to die. And the idiots supporting censorship, Zuckerberg included, need to disappear. I don't even want to get on our politicians. Hey everyone, this lesson is on chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine's mechanism of action, more specifically on its antiviral properties against SARS coronavirus 2 or SARS CO. Right, that's video four. Let's listen. V2, the novel coronavirus that causes COVID 19. So if you want more information on chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine in general, please check out my other lesson on that topic. So chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine have multiple effects on cellular and organelle functioning. For one, these medications have immunomodulatory effects. They can actually inhibit certain immune cell functions, which is helpful when we're trying to treat autoimmune conditions. So they can actually be used to treat certain rheumatological conditions like lupus and rheumatoid arthritis. I'm not going to talk about these immunomodulatory effects in this lesson, but if you want more... Immunomodulatory, big word for some of these drugs, hydroxychloroquine included can mitigate what really is the problem with disease and what that means as it relates to a virus say covid is the problem's not the virus the problem is our immune system goes ballistic and we can't shut it off so we're not modulating the immune response correctly and he's saying these drugs, chloroquines, have that effect. So one of the reasons we used traditionally before COVID and starting 50 years ago, hydroxychloroquine was to mitigate the inflammatory component, which is what causes the pain of autoimmune diseases, lupus, scleroderma, rheumatoid arthritis, and so on and so forth. And We've been doing it very safely for many, many years. So let's just continue now. And that's the way I'm going to run this. I think it's a very effective model to listen to somebody lay it out on a clip they did and have me interpret it for you. So where the, the guy's just weak or doesn't have the time to explain, I can cut in and contour it. And I think that's a very good teaching style. I hope you agree. So let's continue here. More information please check out my other lesson on chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine the second major property that these medications has is that they can alkalinize vacuolar or organelle ph like the lysosomal ph okay now he's talking about a lysosome and a lysosome is a big drawer like a cabinet it's a big garbage pail, a lysosome, inside a cell. And if its pH is highly acidic and it sucks in something, it eats it and kills it. And that's what it does. So it's a really important part of a cell. But later on, you're going to see how the COVID virus capitalizes on our lysosome. And when our lysosome is inactivated by raising its pH, made incompetent, that's bad for the virus. 
the virus, COVID, hijacks a lysosome and it wants the lysosome to work like it normally does. But if we get in there and slip the lysosome a Mickey, meaning hydroxychloroquine, slip the garbage pail, the transport system for the virus, a Mickey, meaning something to drug it, make it not work, that's bad for the virus. So we'll go over this again, but I just want you to get a sense. And a, a vacuole means vacular, which means it's just a, a term for a storage site. So let's continue here. So the reason is, is that chloroquine is alkaline and it can actually enter into organelles like the lysosome and it can or enter into endosomes as well to actually increase the pH of those organelles, decreasing those organelle function. So it can be used to treat malaria. So malaria is caused by the protozoa of plasmodium species. So it can inhibit protozoal food vacuole functioning by alkalinizing that food vacuole. And as I mentioned before, it can actually alkalinize the endosomes, lysosomes, and it can actually inhibit endocytosis and lysosomal fusion and function. The third property of chloroquine is that it is known to be a zinc ionophore. So, okay, so chloroquine is a zinc ionophore, zinc being critical for Im immunofunction inside the cell in a way to combat the virus, but you can't get the zinc in if you even have it. And as um, Dr. Zelenko was saying, people are zinc deficient. People are deficient in everything. We're not eating food anymore. Why wouldn't we be? So those of you that are under this delusion that, well, I'm going to go out and have my zinc capsule, it doesn't get in. And when you're being attacked by, say, a virus like this, you don't have time to build up the amount of zinc inside the cell because it gets in too slowly. So we say that hydroxychloroquine increases zinc absorption. We give it the term ionophore, and ionophore is basically that which helps something cross a membrane through a tunnel called an ionophore. All right. Being a zinc ionophore, it can actually allow the influx of zinc into cells and into organelles like lysosomes. And there's some question as to allowing the zinc into cells, does it also have an anti-cancer effect as well? I'm not going to talk about that here, but that's something interesting to note as well. And the fourth point I want to make here is that Chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine are known to bind to sialic acids. And I'll talk about what sialic acids are a little later on. So point two, three, and four are the points I'm going to talk about in this lesson with regards to antiviral action against SARS-CoV-2 or the coronavirus that causes COVID-19. So a quick disclaimer before I get into the antiviral properties of these medications. This evidence I'm going to show you has been shown in in vitro studies, essentially in a this is so important to understand. He's saying this is in vitro. So, you know, one of the big problems with studies that are done in vitro, that means in the test tube in the lab. It doesn't mean in people. Who's doing this in people and therefore has way more say on how to make a choice when you're dealing with this? Zelenko, and this is my point, nothing replaces experience. Now, you know this. If you're 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, you have mastery of something, you don't want some young butthead to come in and say, the study I did shows you're like, listen, you, 
You don't have enough experience to go to the toilet correctly. Sit down and shut up and let experience do the talking, not credentials, not your theories, etc. This is the problem, guys, with in vitro. In vitro is the young idiot with a degree that says my study shows. Uh-uh. In the end, it's Zelenko, right? That means I don't want to talk to anybody unless they're over the age of 60 because if they're not, they don't have experience, and this is the point. So this young man here is going to give you, in this clip, he's going to give you the in vitro mechanism. But what do we know from Zelenko? It works. You see, you start with the clinician and work backwards. You don't start with the theory and work forwards. And if you do, make sure you get it to the clinician as fast as you can. Cell culture, Petri dish. So keep that in mind before we get into these antiviral mechanisms of action. So before we get into the mechanism of action, I want to lay down the setting as to where all this is taking place. So here is the plasma membrane of the host cell, and here is the host cell itself. Here is... Yeah, if you're, if you're listening, this is 2 minutes and 46 seconds into it, okay? So you got to actually get the pictures now. They're on the website. You're on the website. So at 2 minutes, 46 seconds... You might want to sync up my rendition to what you're watching on your computer screen. But you turn your voice off, of course, to listen to my voice and the voice you're hearing through my recording. All right, you, you know that, but... It's a lysosome, an acidified organelle that is responsible for recycling of nutrients and other waste products. And here's the nucleus that contains the genetic code. The first point I want to talk about here is that chloroquine inhibits endocytosis. We talked about how chloroquine is an alkalinizing agent. Well, we're going to talk about how it blocks endocytosis. And there's a paper that has shown that it can block Zika virus infections. So this is where we're going to start. So this paper talks about how it blocks endocytosis. So the SARS-CoV... All right, endocytosis... Endocytosis means the cell receives something like the virus through the ACE receptor. ACE receptors are supposed to be there. They're little docking agents. They're little harbors for the COVID virus to attach to. There's lots of them in the lung. Some say the reason kids don't get it as much is they have less and fewer ACE receptors. I don't know if that pans out at this point but that's been proposed point though is ace receptors receive like a, a dock at a at a at the long beach port receives an ocean liner ace receptors receive the virus and then the virus gains entry through what is called endocytosis and you got to just look at the pictures to get that we're saying hydroxychloroquine blocks the endocytotic action. That's of massive significance. Two virus is here, and this virus contains spike or S proteins on its surface. These S proteins allow it to bind to ACE2 receptors on the host cell. When it does actually bind to the ACE2 receptor, it can actually be endocytized into the cell, into an endosome. So it gets... 
that endocytotic process where after the virus binds via the spike protein to the ACE receptor, the virus becomes encapsulated into an endosome or endocytized. That's where hydroxychloroquine blocks the process. How? Hydroxychloroquine raises the pH of the endosome and makes it not work too good. Very simple. Alkalize an endosome, alkalize a lysosome, and they don't work. The whole purpose of the endosome and lysosome is a very low acidic pH, and in that respect, it eats up things. Well, it just so happens hydroxychloroquine likes that. It survives it. It hijacks a ride through the endosome, even though the endosome ultimately is about creating death, not for the COVID virus. So we have to block the endocytotic reaction by raising the pH of the endosome, and that's what hydroxychloroquine does. It's an alkalizer appropriately targeting a virus. Brought into the cell in this little endosome. That endosome will eventually transverse through the cytosol and fused to a lysosome where the virus can enter into the lysosome and exit the lysosome, allowing it to infect the cell. So with regards to chloroquine, chloroquine can block this process through entering into the cell and it can actually permeate into endosomes and the lysosome, allowing it to alkalinize the endosome and lysosome, which means that it can increase the pH of the endosome and lysosome, preventing it from being acidified. So those I'm going to tell you something, and this is why you listen to my show. I know you don't know a lot about science, but I also know you're smart enough to learn. And I know what this guy's saying in conjunction with what I'm saying, what I just said. I know you're understanding. You know why you're understanding it? Because you've been well-educated, because you're smart enough to learn. But I got to tell you, more than anything, this is simple. It's frigging simple. And that's why it's not circulating. It's too simple. You want health? Get your vitamin D managed by sunshine. You want health and protection from COVID? Learn what it is to balance the autonomic nerves. You want health? Get your sleep. All these things are too simple. No, we need to have only the impeccably credentialed geniuses create vaccines to protect us. That's not simple. That's unnecessarily complicated. And it's urinating in the eye of the Lord who made things simple, elegant, and beautiful. And that's the genius of nature. But that's too simple for our idiotic egos to understand. And how hydroxychloroquine works is a simple example of what I just said. Lysosomes and endosomes are not acidic the way they are supposed to be, so they become less functional or dysfunctional. It may also inhibit a proton pump on the lysosome. I've talked about this in previous lessons that there may be some inhibition of a proton pump on the lysosome known as VATPase or vacular ATPase, although this is not entirely known at present. Nevertheless, due to the alkalinization of endosomes and lysosomes, endocytosis, the process of endocytosis, bringing the virus into the cell is actually inhibited. It's stopped. And 
the fusion of endosomes to lysosomes is also stopped. So this whole process whereby the virus can enter the cell and get in can be stopped or slowed down. So the way this happens again is that chloroquine increases endosomal and lysosomal pH and in doing so decreases endosomal and lysosomal functioning. So it decreases or inhibits endocytosis. So the second point I want to make regarding chloroquine's antiviral properties is that chloroquine is a zinc ionophore. There's actually a paper published in PLOS One in 2014. Done. I already mentioned the ionophore thing. What can I say? What can I say? Look, some people are too arrogant. Some people are the devil. They have vested interest and they don't care. So you've got arrogance. You've got people who are literally satanic. This Epstein thing and all the people in collusion with him. This is Satan. Care what race, color, creed you're from. Satan is Satan. So you got those two groups. Then you have people who are dumb. Honestly, I don't think people are dumb generally, but there are some people who are just too dumb to comprehend anything. None of these people you want to waste your time with, but there are a lot of people who can be irate, who can be obnoxious, who can be pig-headed. Because they just don't know, you see? They don't know. How do you know the person that you're trying to talk to hasn't been ripped off by a nutritionist or a chiropractor? How do you know they haven't been hurt in a yoga class or by a massage therapist? And all this stuff to them just means counterculture. It just means, look, there's only what Dr. Fauci says, because in the end, that's the real science. And anybody else is just a conspiratorial boob, and I've had enough of that. See, when you're talking to somebody like that, that's a person you can turn. Because where they're ignorant and arrogant is only on the back of past experience that tells them that what you're arguing is bunk. You see, but when it's not, but when it's hard science, when it's just what the media is not letting them hear, and of course, that's where they're vulnerable, this is where you have to strengthen your hand. This is where you have to get down and tell them, look, please, tell me I'm wrong later after you get educated. These masks don't work. They don't. Hydroxychloroquine does. And everything I've said from months ago, like the number of people who were dying being grossly overrated, like the fact that we've already hit herd immunity, that's why these death rates and case rates are dropping. What, New York did it right? That slob, that absolute slob, governor of New York and New Jersey, they did it right, huh? With the crime they committed in the geriatric group, they did it right? Well, those two states aren't getting cases and they're not getting deaths because it's done because it got spread enough and they hit herd immunity. We're going to hit a herd immunity in California too, no matter how much the medical institutions of California, enslaved to the FDA, CDC, etc., are going to exaggerate statistics by falsifying death certificates. Sooner or later, we're going to hit herd immunity here. 
And if you study these things, you can see clearly, and that's what a percentage of our population is not doing, and if they did, they'd change their mind. That's your job. You get their minds changed because you start to have command of the conversation. So yeah, chloroquine is a zinc ionophore. Great. Tell us something we don't know now. You got four videos. That's a lot of information. And if you're concerned, if you have people of the geriatric age and with comorbidities, if you're in that category and you're really concerned about this, other than all the things on my show that you do to get healthy, find yourself a medical doctor who's willing to use this stuff. They're not going to jail for it. Their pharmacies may fight them. But you're going to see these walls get broken down now. You really are. Certainly, we've got medical doctors that have. Zelenko, if it was my mother, who's not alive, God bless her, but if she was at 92, she'd be. And she wouldn't be in a home. And if she was, she'd be in a home secluded. And if she was, she'd be in a place where there's been zero incidences of this. She'd be segregated because segregation works. You see, social distancing and being outdoors does work. Washing your hands does work. Being like a sardine close range with masks on like supermarkets and the bank and the rest of it doesn't work. And once you get a mask that does work, you have a bigger problem. You're so hypoxic that you've turned your body into an acid sheath and your immune system doesn't work. So once you have a mask that does, you don't have oxygen and take that to the bank. All right, my friends, God bless you. You'll hear from me, no doubt. If you're out there in the labyrinth, and it is a labyrinth, so many people I see sick for so long, so unnecessarily, all because they've been lied to. You've got the number 714-850-1077. I'll see you next week.